0: That's heritageradionetwork.org/slash/fifteen to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you.
1: Three. Welcome to Life's a Banquet, the podcast. About the highs and lows of all things edible, spreadable, and pourable. Starring your hosts, Brett and Scott and... Zyra Tangora. Cheers, cheers, everybody. We are drinking... Oh, oh, that's
2: a toast. Now that's a toast. Now that's not a toast. This is a Toast. toast. <laughs>
1: that's no (laughs) nice listen we are drinking it is the sunshine Uh, we're in the cobble hill in brooklyn and it's a perfect december day so glamorous the windows are open the sunshine is glistening through those champagne glasses that have the you know like the bride and groom ones Uh, that have the champagne that goes all the way to the base like in the stem Mm. so when you put your fingers around it bubbles Uh, (laughs) it heats up the champagne and you get more bubbles
2: it's amazing these are very classy but we are fluids, all thing? about being
1: class here yeah. at Life's a Banquet.
2: We might be down and out, but we do have champagne and we have each other.
1: My checking count might say minus 66.24 right now, but I am living a life of luxury.
2: <laughs> and you look great. Bretton walked in, in an outfit of so much plaid today. It took my breath
1: away. So much plaid. I, you know, It's December, and I was feeling a little rougher on the edges. I will admit this, and I want everybody Please. to know that I think I might have had a small hangover today. <gasps> I had a bottomless glass of wine last night. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, pay for one, drink yeah. 17. Yes. These are some of the fortunes that you have when you've worked in the restaurant industry forever in New York. Yeah. And I definitely had my share.
2: What kind of wine were you drinking?
1: I forgot. It was Portuguese. Exactly. <laughs> it was something Douro, Portuguese. I can't remember. And then we had an orange wine and. Preston had a lot of orange wine, and he said he felt a little sick this morning. Well,
2: uh, yeah. I feel like sometimes the funk factor mm-hmm. it just kind of lingers around in your brain space, which is the technical and uh, clinical yes, that's <laughs> description right. for doctor:
1: that. The funk factor in the in the brain space <laughs> is what's causing the <laughs> cloudy factor of the hang So listen, I woke up at 8 a.m. today, which is very late for me. Oh, I had to have a lot, I had to have a lot of...
2: You have a fur hanging off your microphone. Yes. I must get it off. It's very uh, distracting. Yes. Okay. So you woke so up at 8 a.m. A little bit
1: of hangover, but I decided, you know, I was like, you know what, let's combat this and let's, you know, bust it out. I went to the gym. Um, I made a really, I, when, it, last time I was in Huntington, I got a bunch of those bagels <gasps> from Hot Country Bagel. Oh, Country Hot Bagels. Country Hot Bagel. Okay. So there was this bagel shop. Everybody listen up in, uh, actually, it's in Northport. North Northport. Which is near Huntington and out out on on Long Island Long Island I got it correct this time yes. out on Long Island exactly and you go and it's this like little hole in the wall literally hole yeah. in the wall yeah. ba- there's holes of bagels everywhere. <laughs> and it doesn't it looks unassuming, kind of but those bagels are really good really good well I froze them they didn't freeze as well as I thought no. I think if you re-free, if you take a bagel out mm-hmm. um, different than a piece of bread or an English muffin mm-hmm. or anything else it pretty much I freeze everything. Uh, bagels, I think, need to have a little steam. It needs. To, like, I was
2: just gonna say that you have to put a little bit of water in a pot with the, the bagel, steam it, and then toast it. So you like steam it first? You steam it and then toast it, that's, and then that's yep. how you reheat a bagel, a bagel, or a bagel, a bagel, or a well, fraggle.
1: Was, yeah, fraggle rock. Anyway, I made a little broccoli cheddar uh, thing with like an everything bagel, Yum. put some caper cream cheese on. Oh my God. Just a little little spur of the moment.
2: I'm drooling. I realize that I am kind of disgusting. I drool every time we talk about food on this podcast, and when I re listen to episodes, I'm like, oh, I'm like You could hear
1: I'm like, ooh, Bretton, that sounds good. I'm like I'm the disgusting pig who's just like drooling my life away. Well, I really so I went to the gym and I worked it out and I feel a lot better and I decided to put on a fabulous outfit. You look great. And talk about food. And I will start this day by saying that I actually almost cancelled today because I had a devastating moment in the kitchen. It was a moment of Oh wait, fa- you've been waiting to tell me this. We've been chatting you...
2: for like two hours and you've been saving this story. What happened?
1: Okay, so what we're talking about today in today's episode, can I tell everybody? Yeah, please. We are talking about and follow up with last week's episode, which you ch- check out. It's called Cookies. <laughs> Ever heard of them? <laughs> Ever heard of them? Uh, they're small. They fit on a sheet <laughs> pan. You can pack them and put them in cute boxes and give them to friends. Uh, and this is butter. Today, we are talking about butter. Booter. So I decided, that, you know, this last week, I was going to live in butter, uh, which I and kind so of... And so how
2: do- is that different than every other week yeah. of your life? Well, this <laughs> week, I just paid
1: more attention <laughs> to exact... I went, I went beyond the layers of the, of ah. the flaky pastry. I went into the foillotine. Okay. You know, I went beyond, the, like, the lamination, mm. uh, and I just went behind the scenes, and I was like, I want... You know, first of all, I have to make butter. So, did you make butter? Well, this is my this is my baking my horrible failure moment. Okay, okay. So, I don't like to make mistakes, um, even though I do them every second of every day, and so basically, I hate myself every day <laughs> working on it. Yeah,
2: well, welcome to life. <laughs> so I put
1: on, yeah, so I put on some cute shoes, and I feel better. Exactly. Well, I I get some some cream, some nice, you know, expensive cream too. Mm-hmm. You know, I culture it. Yak cream or cow? I decided to get cow cream. Okay. Send. Well, I'll talk about yak cream in a second. And awesome. I'm I, also going to
2: talk, this whole podcast is going to turn out to be a yak cream. So
1: it's like late night. And I said, don't forget you have to culture your butter overnight so I can make the butter or the cream. So I, you know, take it out of the room temperature culture yeah. just means that you're inoculating the cream with the, you know, lactobacillus and streptococcus, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And then it ferments and kind of makes like a creme fraiche or a, or a yogurt kind of thing. Right. Right. So you whip that the next day, and I decided it's, like, so easy, right? All you have to do to make butter is you put cream in your KitchenAid or whatever you have, and you, if you have a butter churner, you know, shake it up at a party in a mason jar, and you whip it until, like, the buttermilk actually leaks out, and it starts to turn into a solid mass, and then you knead it out in ice water, right? It couldn't be more simpler. I've done it before. This did not freaking work. What happened? it just kept whipping, and it never got past the whipped cream stage, Really? So yeah, you just have
2: I, some like sour streptococcus, well, blade and whipped cream. It
1: still tasted really good, and I yeah. thought, well, why don't I add some some horseradish to this? Oh, perfect! Some salt. I'll make a really nice horseradish cream that maybe I can bring over tomorrow. Yeah, per- that would be great on a latke. Right? Just like as I don't want to throw it away. It yes. was a lot. It was a full quart. Absolutely. So here I was, I wanted to impress Zara. Come over with mm-hmm. freshly t- churned butter, and I was going to get a nice baguette.
2: Oh, I was already impressed by your outfit
1: well then that's enough. An and just Perfect. your body and face so here i am and i was like i went through the, i went through it in my head i was like look at you you phony you're doing a podcast about butter and you can't even make but that was the voice i heard yeah and it was like you can't even make butter you failure and i was like no but i just it's okay it's a mistake it was like it's not a mistake you failure you go to hell you stupid never anyway
2: i my voice it's so funny my what's voice, your voice it's exact it's your voice it's oh. just your mean voice talking <laughs> to me when i when i when i I think that i failed which again is also pretty much every day
1: well i've heard that's an unreliable narrator so i decided not to listen i was like listen and i walked into zara's and she offered me a glass of this bubbly gorgeous kava yeah nice kava
2: yeah it's just like a natural
1: brute kava now here we are talking about butter and yeah, we are. zara tell me what, what tell me about your week tell how about your week and culinary times my
2: week actually didn't involve that much butter and I'm gonna confess something right now to Mm -hmm. all of you single ladies at home and gents something that I do single ladies and butter do you remember in like Sex and the City how there was how Carrie had um, like her single behavior and like I stand in the kitchen and read Vogue magazines while eating crackers and jelly it's like could you possibly do something less embarrassing as your single behavior like Eating crackers and jelly and reading a fucking Vogue magazine with your perfect body in, like, cute men's underwear is, like, not an embarrassing Well, this was behavior. being filmed for totally. a television series. I love Sex and the City, but can- give me a break. So, what did you... So, my realistic, one of my real single <laughs> behaviors is that I have weird eating habits and, you know, like, I'm getting older and I worry all the time. I'm like, oh, well, I do need to allocate for the calories from 8 Moment to 10 cocktails yeah. that I yeah, like have on a Wednesday for, for some reason. For
1: each cocktail Thirty minutes of running. Exactly. Aggressively.
2: So, you know, there are times when I'm less than good about eating regular meals. And one of my weird single behaviors that I do is take a whole brick of butter mm. out of my fridge Here we and are. scrape like rice crackers on it and oh, eat I, crackers yeah. and butter. But like from the fridge. Sometimes nude, sometimes clothed. Mostly alone. Always alone. Always alone.
1: Well if it makes always you... crying. Yeah, always crying. If it makes you feel any better, I am I do that often.
2: Okay, good. It does make me feel Late better night, actually.
1: I went and I got some Caputo's bread, that Uh, sesame bread, and I I toasted it warm, uh, and I just dipped it in
2: butter. Oh, that sounds so good.
1: But I haven't
2: been eating a lot of butter lately because I'm trying to be better about my eating habits. Which is Zara like,
1: baked some bitter butter, but her said butter's bitter. <laughs> then she had a bitter butter. And now she's bitter
2: butter. <laughs> well, I haven't had any bitter butter. However, I have had a strange week. Okay. So this week is, yesterday marked the 12 year anniversary of a horrible accident I was in where I was oh in a my bus. Oh, that's right. flew off a cliff when I was 20. It's the reason you're here today. The reason that we're sitting here today when I was 24 years mm-hmm. old, 23 years old. Um, here I'm it is. Here's the story. I think everybody obviously has already Googled me and yeah. knows all about it, but I was in a bus accident. I was in long story short. I was helping a friend who's a musician, my friend, Mr. Lif. Love you, mm-hmm. Jeff. And we were in a bus that flew off a cliff. It exploded. Blah, 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 blah. I caught my hand open. Yada, yada, you yada, I survived. survived. I got Go money. Over. I got to open a restaurant. And mm-hmm. Brent and I fell in friendship love. And here we are making a podcast. Uh, I eat butter out of the fridge. Mm-hmm. That's my, that's my okay. Cupid profile. Just kidding. I do not <laughs> online date. No judge. Um anyway <laughs> judge um so anyway yesterday was a 12 year anniversary of it and it always brings up all these feelings of That's like many
1: years it's
2: so long but like i'm a person who like attaches to like anniversaries of things not like oh my god it's our anniversary phone when we met honey how could you not remember mm-hmm. but you know like D- like poignant You'd like dates. to give remembrance yes. I do And I like I think about it And then like So yesterday I was just kind of thinking Of all the stuff That's happened since And mm-hmm. I walked by Brucey And like it's an Indian restaurant now And I started crying And I just could kind of See us in there I actually pictured- I walked in there the other day You did?
1: I did What was it, it feels like? It funny I bet. And I wa- I just opened the door and then walked out. Was it
2: like the Indian Bizarro world? Like everyone was like us except Indian? Yeah. And there was like thought. an Indian Breton and yeah. like a crazed Indian woman in the kitchen with like just wearing a bra <laughs> cooking like a fucking yeah. asshole. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I won't do my Indian accent. Don't. <laughs>
2: nope. Just imagine it. Just keep that in the vault. No, 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 no. no, no. no. Okay. We, are, so we can't say. do that. So, yeah, it was just, it's been a lot of, like, heavy thinking about, like, where you've gone, where you've been. Talk about, like, highs and lows. I'm just like, I just kind of ran through, like, the moments of, like, great success. hmm uh-huh. I'm not very nice to myself sometimes, like you were just saying. The so voice. I had your voice in my head talking about all the times
1: i failed. <laughs> yeah. It's like,
2: and this you did bad. Remember that time you dropped spaghetti on someone's head? You should
1: have known it would <laughs> turn into an Indian restaurant. <laughs> I'm most serious now. <laughs> anyway, Ganache is just
2: like sorry. fucking up I'm in my back face. I'm now permanently. <laughs> so, <my laughs> so that was my week. Wow. And then yesterday, I also uh, had either a ghost experience or someone broke into my house. Who knows? If you're my stalker out there and you're listening, please stop. I'm not interested. Um, I can't have a stalker. I'm too nervous uh, well, normally.
1: I like how you're saying this is your week, but I'm looking... Zara has a little chalkboard. Oh, yeah. And I, I did have a dinner party on she Sunday. she had a little dinner party. And I'm looking at the menu because it's still there. And I just had a slice of the coconut Amaro olive oil cake with watermelon jam.
2: It was good. I had my cousin over and... It was um, savory I and it it
1: crispy. was...
2: Yeah, and Kira, Bill. Yeah. Kira Kira's our most loyal listener. Kira, we love you. Mm-hmm. She came over for dinner on Sunday, too, and it was fun. She brought her Well, broad.
1: Kira, we can talk about that. How were the enchiladas, Kira, by the way? Oh, wow.
2: They were pretty good. I had them in the freezer. That was what the whole party revolved around. So I made enchiladas because I had a gorgeous ball of mozzarella cheese from Caputo's a while ago, and I didn't know what to do with it. I had a couple of leftover tortillas, and it was the end of the summer, and I had made really nice pico de gallo. And I was like, I'm not going to eat this pico de gallo or this mozzarella or these tortillas.
1: So you made them and,
2: and I put them in the freezer and now I'm gearing up for like a massive catering week next week. And I'm like, I have to eat these enchiladas and I'm harassing everyone in my life. Enchiladas, this enchiladas, that Zara's
1: Facebook post, gearing up (laughs) for the weekend by eating.
2: (laughs) I don't have Facebook, but I made one just to sell these fucking enchiladas. So anyway, we had a dinner party based around enchiladas. And I also made chickpea guacamole, cabbage salad, delicious brown jasmine and rice
1: squash tostadas i made
2: squash tostadas, tostadas so a tostada a crispy corn of tortilla course,
1: yes they sound lovely
2: kabucha squash puree
1: we love kabucha squash this big del- fans over here delicious
2: condiment that i think i've told you all about which is the pickled ginger chilies mm-hmm. cilantro i've and heard shallots. about this i tried it really good i put that it's on there it's like a mignonette with
1: it's kind of like a mignonette with yeah, ginger. like a
2: ginger chili mignonette. Yeah, it's, it's very good. It's really tasty. Um, and then cilantro, Shockingly. and uh, chopped up, uh, roasted shiitake mushrooms on top.
1: Wow. You know what? And I've yogurt. been this last week. I have been all about my walk. Ooh, lots of walkies. Walk it. on the dock. I got a walk a couple months ago, and I and I love the walk. And it Tell doesn't us. get as hot. It doesn't get as hot as I want to on my regular stove, but I decided that I'm going to make a lot of those kind of thai curries right yes and i get the pre-made curry i know i cheat because i don't feel like that's okay yeah i do they're actually very good it's from that company or whatever yeah and i made squash curry (gasps) i made eggplant and squash curry i made it with the green curry i made the red curry i do prefer the red curry i do too lots of coconut milk it's actually so easy and then i put uh there's this very lovely thai grocery store and this woman last time the the woman, I don't know if she owns it or what, but she was behind the counter and she said, oh, what are you making? You know, and I said, she was Thai and I Mm -hmm. said, oh, I think I'm making this. She's like, oh, you have to use the, um, you have to get the kefir lime leaf. Oh, yeah. And I didn't have $3 extra cash. And I said, oh, well, you know, I'll get it next time. She's like, "Mm." she goes, I just don't, I feel like if you're going to make that and it's not going to taste the same and it's not going to be very good. She
2: gave it to you, for free.
1: Then she gave it to me. She's like, just take some. Oh my God. She's like, I just want you to make sure that you do it right. That's and I so was, kind. I did. I was so, I'm like, I just got free lime leaves. I was.
2: That's your life though. You are a free lime leaf.
1: And so I went back and got more the very next week. I was yeah. like, I'm hooked. Yeah. That's how she, that's the she Wait, was where, was where like, did you get them? Uh, It's a Thai grocery store right around the corner from Noodle Village on uh, that little street in off Chinatown. Off of Mott Street. It's, yeah, off of Mott Street. It's so that little, right around the corner. But okay. and so anyway, it's a lovely little Thai grocery store. It's tiny and they awesome. have some wonderful Thai chilies and like, you know, the fresh Thai basil.
2: That's awesome. Oh my God. Thai basil makes all the and difference. You just,
1: it's so easy, folks. You cook some jasmine rice and I put the, the curry le- oh the the lime leaves in, the kaffir lime leaves in the rice while I steamed it. That's so smart. Oh my God. Guys, it made such a difference. Breton's such a good cook. He's it the best cook difference. I know of any Even restaurant. Even though I don't give you so much of my, I don't cook for people. I'm afraid. No. afraid sometimes. I don't, know. I don't know. I don't believe you. I sometimes am really disorganized, <laughs> so like I can't plan it. It just has to be I like, think oh.
2: I, yeah, I think you're more spontaneous than afraid because I think you know how good of a cook you are and I've never known you to be afraid of anything also. Well, except for bees.
1: Don't talk about bees even though I do love honey.
2: You know what I do want to talk about? We were just chatting about this and then mm-hmm. we we're like save it for the podcast. Yeah. So tomorrow, uh, I'm having a Hanukkah party.
1: Oh, happy it's the 3rd. On it's the, the third day, day of Hanukkah, Hanukkah. My true love my... gave <laughs> me. <laughs> that is actually yep. sh- Anti-Semitic. Oh, no, that... <laughs> I am part Jewish. I voted this. for Trump.
2: You're part yeah, Jewish. I don't know. I think so. Okay. It, you you seem Jewish. They said
1: that there might be some history of it. I'm. You of, are very I'm anxious. Of Polish and German blood, mm-hmm. and they came over in the 1920s. Yeah. So, you 19... said
2: your grandpa was a bagel fucker, didn't you? <laughs> You did say that. I didn't say anything. You of the did source. say your grandfather had sex uh, with bagels in our get, bagel
1: episode. Let's get down to brass tacks.
2: No, I have to ask you a question before we start the bagel yes. episode. I'm um, having a Hanukkah party tomorrow. Okay. I'm sorry I said that about Happy your. Happy Hanukkah. It I is know, also he by the way,
1: Christians and Catholics. It is also after the Saturday was the first day of the Advent, uh-huh, and mm-hmm. for the Advent, you relate three purple candles and one pink candle for each week. Before Christmas there's four of them. Oh wow. So we I went to church I went to Mass on Saturday and You did? Yeah yeah. I left a a, I left after mass? eighteen minutes. I got really bored. The, it's terrible. Well it wasn't a very good church. I was mm-hmm. it's in my neighborhood. The church is beautiful, but and then I noticed the lights were too bright. Yeah. There was some magic missing. The did singer you, I didn't the woman that got up and read the first thing, she gets up and she had her hat on and I just <gasps> thought it was like just take your hat off in the respect. Of, I, I don't know. I'm yeah. Call me old-fashioned.
2: I will. You're old-fashioned. Did yeah. you light on fire when you were in there? I did. I dipped myself in <laughs> holy
1: water, and I started to steam <laughs> and burn, and I, that's where these scars <laughs> on my face are from. Let uh, me ask you a question. Go ahead. The question is... Um,
2: do you smell something burning? Yeah,
1: there's an electrical fire nearby.
2: You think so? Hmm, I yeah. think maybe it's... Hang on one second. Talk to the, talk to the guests. Let's not talk. So, Say something.
1: Uh, so after that, I decided I had to go to Radical Herb Shop. Um, and do something radical and buy mustard seed because I have all these leftover pears and I wanted to make pear mostarda or like a pear chutney. And let me just tell you. The fire, so keep going. Okay, there's no fire. We there are is, safe. There is a fire. There's a small fire. Where is it? In the plant. And that's it. So they didn't have mustard seeds, so I have to go today, oh, okay. and get mustard seeds, so there's some pears I've got a lot of projects going on, yeah, I've got a lot of unfinished projects, and i'm that butter really like brought me down, but I'm gonna don't
2: worry about it. I just go well, I just went and put out a small fire. I had stuck an incense in one of my plants, yeah, and it there started were, there to was burn a small fire um so my question that I want to ask you about hanukkah, so oh, we yeah, started sorry. talking about th-
1: <laughs> wait one more thing
2: and Stop. I brought adderall for us let's take it now, yeah. Um, oh, I didn't <laughs> So I'm having a Hanukkah party tomorrow and I'm making latkes. Mm-hmm. And I've been reading a lot about latkes. Of course, I've made them many times in my life. Sometimes very successfully, sometimes unsuccessfully. Um, people always say you need to use russet potatoes. I disagree. I think russet potatoes, of course, are amazing. I also like mm-hmm. a Yukon gold potato. Yep. I find that the biggest thing about making latkes is the shape Yes. of the grate if you get a really fine grate you do it on a box grater they yep. become mushy and weird i think you need to grate them with if you can with a cuisine art they should be slightly not slightly like maybe a quarter the size of a shoestring fry
1: you know what i used when i would make pom roasty which is mm-hmm. similar very similar similar but not the same quite quite similar quite I similar. Ask. i would use the that fun japanese or the my mandolin mm-hmm. and the finest Perfect. grate, and i would just grate it really finely so it was more like a very fine julienne and i like yes. that texture better otherwise it gets gummy it's gummy grating
2: is not for me however i do think you can use a yukon gold potato my question that i was gonna ask you is that i just Here mentioned to Breton before the podcast I hope began, I can, after
1: all this i hope i can answer it
2: is that i want to put sauerkraut in my latkes mm-hmm. i think it will add a really fun thing my, just
1: make sure to dry it i mean you're gonna, dry yeah, it yeah, dry like it. crazy
2: but my concern was that i wouldn't get the same Crunch on the outside. And then when you cut into it, one of the great things about a latke it out. is that you cut into it and it's a crunchy outside crunchy, and it yep. immediately I'm worried it'll be too stringy on the inside.
1: Okay. Here's my first thought. Please. Um, you should send some with me. I have that food dehydrator. We should dehydrate it. <gasps> oh, my God. We should dehydrate it overnight. Smart. And then we could fry it <gasps> separately. And then you could add a cabot. You could add a
2: f- fried dehydrated sauerkraut yeah
1: i knew this would be up your alley oh uh, that's very oh look and she's drooling oh my
2: God. that's i'm also drunk that sounds amazing yeah, okay let's drunk. do that so i'm really looking forward to that
1: um oh, seriously like i have a <laughs> seriously i can dehydrate anything i believe persimmons you. apples pears you got it
2: <laughs> and also i was gonna serve my latkes i think with tahini instead of yogurt or sour cream and that sounds great. With tahini pear, You know what would be kind of fun? A pear is sauce?
1: A pear sauce instead of an applesauce.
2: Yes, pear sauce and tahini. I'll make mm-hmm. some pear sauce too. Or I you have can. so many pears right Why now. Why don't you make some pear sauce then?
1: I have pear. You know what? That's a good idea. What about the pear chutney? Okay. Oh my God. The getting, pear ch-
2: <gasps> Pear chutney. Here we tahini go. Tahini on vodka's Oh, guys. All right. We're getting a little carried away. I'll let's give you my to, address. You guys can all come over. So let's get back so to the butter.
1: Back to the basics here. So okay. listen. So I lived a week... Uh, in butter. Now, okay. I did a little bit of shopping about the history of butter, So excited. and there is a, you know, it's uh, uh, people use but People in different countries use butter in different ways, and we sort of think like, oh, what happened like with butter? And I read some records. I have a book, and it said that the Scandinavians were crucial in spe- spreading butter across the rest of Europe uh pun intended yeah exactly spreading, spreading butter, butter. <laughs> From Europe. okay Ba-da-ba-t-sh. that makes sense Scandinavian. Um, so and then of course you know we always think about like irish butter and whenever i think of, of butter right now there's all kinds of things that come up first of all it's holidays so pretty much everything we eat right now will be slathered or made with or composed of uh. or bound together by butter yeah
2: butter is everywhere now what is butter Uh, is it more than just an anal lubricant? Yes. Well, what else can you do with it? The
1: Romans and the Greeks used to use butter as a skin salve. I Uh, read that. And yep. That, so they weren't, they weren't necessarily eating or cooking with it back then. Uh, as you know, the country of India, um, Great country, love that country. Yeah, lots of really wonderful things there. Um, they would use uh, buffalo milk butter or yak butter, mm. and then they would also make ghee with it. So that yes. was historically reused clarified right? butter, clarified butter, exactly ghee clar- clarified butter. Uh And then, of course, you know, whereas when we think of butter, the one country that always comes to mind is of France. Course. France, right? Uh, France, y- everything's we oui. of course. And I think Julia Child really helped mm-hmm. to, uh revitalize the you know totally. the use of butter.
2: Like, let Americans know that, like, French food is cool and butter is cool. No, exactly. Cool. Um, so there's... Cool.
1: I read something interesting that in the English Channel in Ireland, butter was so critical to the Irish economy uh, that they actually had a butter exchange in the town of Cork and it helped regulate the trade and there were oh. barrels of ancient Irish butter. First of all, that just, like... Ancient Irish butter. Uh, That's definitely like a good cooking band name. Absolutely, um, we are
2: English. Ancient Irish butter. They
1: were buried in bogs. This is just like the bog literate, butter. They're bog butter. Mm-hmm. Bog butter, and they were they were aged in the bogs, and you can find them in the Emerald Isle. Which again, I'm sorry, they're so still many, there. I guess so. I'm sure they've what been are we doing discovered. Here? Let's I know. Get a-
2: and um, And we're back and we're Uh, back we
1: just went to the bogs and now across the atlantic here in the united states the history uh the pilgrims used barrels of butter for their journey to you know on the mayflower oh really yes and they brought it over and mayflower uh, butter and actually this is really interesting at the turn of the 20th century Mm -hmm. there the approximate uh consumption of butter uh was 18 pounds of butter per capita that's a stick and a half per person per week, which af- to me sounds oh, that's low. That's kind of low. Absolutely, <laughs> like, I buy Kerrygold butter and I buy three at a time, and I was like, shoot, I should have bought six. Well, just think about
2: everything you eat butter in. I mean, I probably eat a stick and a half of butter plain a week. Mm-hmm. I would, if it were socially acceptable, I would just eat butter plain like cheese. It's what's the difference? Yeah, what's really? the
1: difference? Uh, so butter, yeah. I mean, it's in our cookies. It's in our our spreads, you know, okay. And this our is smoothies. That's in
2: our coffee. It's in our
1: butter coffee. I have been consuming butter coffee. Not surprised. Uh, now butter coffee, AKA bulletproof coffee. Mm-hmm. It was coined that term. You blend some butter with some MCT oil or some coconut oil. And it is, is the, it good? I adore it. And I have the best workouts and my joints feel better. Really? Mm-hmm. It's okay. A, 100%. My brother's addicted to it. Do you put uh,
2: half and half in there too?
1: I. I don't. Okay I don't. And the idea behind this bulletproof, we're not gonna get into the nutrition part of this because I just it's yeah. a whole different Who carol. But it's supposed to sort of delay the the absorption of the caffeine, so it sort of gives you a longer buzz oh. with less of a crash. I do feel that because of the fat that you're consuming also coats your stomach. Right. If that's like my unscientific way of saying mm-hmm. it, I feel like it I have a less acidic stomach. Amazing. When I have it, so uh, anyway,
2: have you been shot at while drinking it and been able
1: to deflect bullets? Yes or no? No, but that was the whole political thing about you know bullets or butter, yeah, right or it, it, that definitely was th- from, butter. Yeah, butter. 100%. That was the whole thing back in Nazi Germany about really, yeah, yeah, bullets and butter. It was like a, it was an argument about whether a factory should make butter. Oh, yeah. Oh. But there's a political. Yeah. So there's they, all kinds. of
2: things. They should have made butter.
1: I mean, when we think of butter, there's croissants. Uh, there's brioche. I mean, basically, the world cannot yeah. live without butter. And if you're vegan, there's vegan butter options. The Mediterranean's... Ghee don't...
2: is vegan, isn't it?
1: Ghee is... Yeah, because you're just you're separating out the milk solids. Yeah, but if you're a true vegan, you probably wouldn't eat ghee. I don't
2: know. Fuck you. If you're a true vegan, just kidding. We love you so, all. So, uh,
1: basically, the world of butter is exciting as heck. And you can make butter from other types of milk, I thought about goat butter mm-hmm. and we already talked about yak and buffalo milk mm-hmm. butter you can buy butter from parma where they make the parmesan cheese from yeah. in italy
2: i did i ever tell you i stayed on a parmesan cheese farm on oh, an agoturismo oh. which is a farmhouse that has like a inn when i was the first time i was in parma and we stayed on a parmesan cheese farm and in the morning they served us fresh biscuits with the
1: butter from the parma cows wow that sounds divine wonderful. and of course the biscuits were probably also made with tons of that butter yeah it was amazing uh Certain celebrities are making now like actress like breast milk butter. Excuse me. I'm just kidding. They're not. But oh. wouldn't that be funny if they were? Yes. Like if Demi Moore was like, yeah. New line. I don't know why I said Demi Moore. Well,
2: yes, that would be a little bit interesting because she's like over 100 years yeah. old. So expect be... <laughs> <Let's laughs>
1: somebody somebody. Um, uh, how <laughs> how about Taylor Swift? She's, she seems.
2: Taylor Swift we... holler at us with your titty butter. We Taylor want it. Taylor
1: Swift. I feel like everybody would definitely try your butter.
2: titty butter. Taylor, Taylor, let's get Taylor this going. Butter. Taylor Swift, if you're listening, please contact us. Now,
1: butter to me is very special because my name is Breton, right? Mm-hmm. So the there's the region in France, mm-hmm. Brittany, which is known for its fabulous, really salty butter, mm. Brittany butter, and Brittany butter queers, Brittany <laughs> queers bread and butter. So I you have that like my Instagram name is Brett and butter, right? bread and butter, like bread and butter because when I was a kid people would say bread and mm-hmm. bread and bread and butter. Very clever. Right, very clever. I decided to stick with it. It's an ongoing cooking show that I release in the year 2029. <laughs> I just feel like a, a geriatric <laughs> I would like cooking show. <laughs> it's going to be a huge hit. Uh, and bread and butter. It is. Bread and butter is one of the best things ever. Favorite uh, food of all time. Now, this makes me think of that the Queen Amon Mm. Queen Amon is that French I have to lie down. Gotta lie down. She's got to lie down. I love Queen Amon. So Queen Amon is actually the, there's the the dialect in, in northern France, Queen Amon is the words for butter and cake. Oh. So that, it actually means like a butter cake, or it kind of means bread and butter. Okay. Bread. That's yeah. like a kind of a cake or bread. Um, so that's really interesting. Uh,
2: well, can you describe what a Queen Amon is? It's almost okay. like a big croissant, but so, kind of a cake. Yes. It's a so laminated dough, right?
1: A Queen Amon, spelled with a K. Uh, and an A. It's
2: like K O U I G N.
1: Correct. Yes. Yeah. And A M N A N N. And it is basically a laminated type of pastry. And whenever you hear the word laminated, for those of you that aren't pro bakers or just study the art of baking, laminated means that you take a the flour kind of mixed dough base, and then you actually take a block, a solid mm-hmm. block of butter that's shaped similarly mm-hmm. to the dough, and you fold it in. And you take this block of butter and you roll the dough around it and then you smooth it and then the butter Uh, becomes integrated into the layers of the glutinous pastry forming those glorious, crunchy, foy layers of uh, dough that we crunch into and that's what's so pleasing to us. Yeah, about Um, like a croissant. About a croissant. Yeah, or a a Danish dough. A Danish dough is laminated uh, and then of course the Queen Mm Amon is a giant kind of laminated pastry dough. It's yeasted. You had a Queen Amon,
2: ex-
1: otherworldly Queen Amon experience in Montreal, No, So I don't know if I've mentioned this before. I may have, but if you're just tuning into the podcast, click, subscribe, rate, review. Five stars is fine with me. Thank you very much. Champagne? I would love some. Uh, in Montreal, the f- wonderful city yep. in, in Quebec, in Canada, where you can now smoke weed in the, in the beauty of the public and buy it freely, like all, we all should. Amazing. Uh, there is a pastry shop there called Queen Amon. And mm. it is divine. They sell just a few things, and one of them is these large. They're about twelve inch diameter circles, like ah. cakes, and you get almost like a pizza slice of it. And it kind of looks similar to a stuffed pizza, but it's of course you know like lamb. There's like it's like a little f- fluffy and rolled inside, and you it seems unassuming. And you go and you bite around the outside, and this thing is slathered in butter and sugar and baked, so it's slightly caramelized. There's texture. There is butter. There is soft, like the, texturally, it's one of the most heavenly things that I've uh, put in my mouth around. Ooh, and
2: I and you've put your mouth around a lot a of heavenly lot. things, haven't you? <laughs> Same heavenly bodies. I really like the Queen Amon that they do at uh, Bonfilio Bakery, which is my favorite bakery that I've ever been to in, in ups, the states. It used to be in Hudson. New now York. it's in in
1: uh, Athens, New York, and Athens, New York, which is still up considered ups right state, across New the York. river. A uh, wonderful bakery if you're ever touring around hudson valley
2: i think that they're their... only
1: open like one day a week so just make sure that...
2: no no now they're open <laughs> more days a okay. week <laughs> they used to be closed go any check the internet for local times at siri when is bonfilia open
1: instagram hello <laughs> hey zara sorry who's that? <laughs>
2: they're great they're laminated dough products their croissants and their queen of Man are the best that i've had anywhere domestically
1: for sure now, in addition to the history of butter, we must also talk about its horrible and arch nemesis known as margarine yeah! uh, if you're using margarine uh press stop uh throw your phone out the window <laughs> uh call your don't actually go into a, into a long hibernation write in your journal and you just spend at least three weeks of why you think margarine is better than butter yeah, and I don't want to talk about like. People that use a shortening in their butter crust don't... I just can't. Is, and you're going to... I'm going to get a lot of hate mail, and I'm ready for it.
2: Yeah, please bring it on. Also, Fabio, if you're listening, please come, come at us with your explanation of why you love margarine so much. And also, please tell us about the experience when a seagull hit your face and broke your nose. Mm-hmm. We want to hear about We're that, too. We're still interested in that. Assuming it has something to do with Big Butter sending those seagulls out to get you. But yeah, margarine is disgusting. No thanks.
1: Well... Uh so they used to call something in it was in the late 1800s and a French chemist um, made a spread out of rendered beef fat that he flavored with milk called oleo margarine was simply oh, wow. supposed to last longer than okay. it, it was sold as you know it, butter was expensive I mean it, it takes a lot of sure. work you know when I made this butter I spent probably eight to ten bucks on my cream which now mm. is well hopefully going to turn into a nice condiment with mm. horseradish cream but you know uh Something about real butter, though. When yeah. spread on butter.
2: Yeah, when you spread butter on oh, butter. Wait, sorry. No, <laughs> I g- always spread my to... butter on more butter. Sorry,
1: when you spread butter all over your body, and then you go inside, <laughs> and then you put a blindfold on, <laughs> and you call that guy from Craigslist. Oh wait, sorry. <laughs> when you layer it in a pastry. Um, yeah.
2: <laughs> but yeah. Well, okay. So what I don't understand about margarine, though, is like. Why was margarine even popular? Is it like less caloric than butter? What did people, what was the motivation behind I can't believe it's not well, butter other but than seeing were, Fabio's
1: abs? People were fearing uh, number one, fat and also cholesterol. Does it like, have less fat? Well, I guess it was supposed to have a lower, it was supposed to, you know, butter was to make you have high cholesterol. Right. Which of course we have learned that.
2: Don't you yeah. love American like uh, America in the nineteen ni- early nineteen nineties when people are like, you know what? So much better to have random chemicals that no one's sure whether you should eat or not than cholesterol from natural grass-fed cow. I mean, it's
1: it said. Right, and this I'm reading an article from actually a website called thebutterjournal.com, dot com, which is real. Perfect. Go ahead, love it. They have fabulous Dutch portraits from the sixteen hundreds about butter. Ooh. Uh, so. You know, in the 1980s and 1990s, you know, people were very... That was when you had the tub of crunchy crock, mm, right? Ugh. Country ugh. crock of... That terrible I, I color quit. of
2: beige, also. what? Where did that color of beige in the container even come from? Beige, Have you ever seen... Like, that color doesn't even exist anywhere else in nature. No. It's, it's the color of pure depression.
1: Yeah, that was depression, and those were the 90s. Anyway... Uh, but I used to eat a lot of that mm-hmm. shit. I've spread it on a lot of things, mm-hmm. and... Every, that's why we have problems. Yeah. That's why you and I have, we have to go to therapists every week.
2: Absolutely. I talk about, I talk about country <laughs> crock in every <laughs> therapy episode, episode. God damn it. My life's a podcast. Okay. So
1: there's another, one of my favorite things. And this it's another, it's called gâteau breton, which is another, it's a Breton cake. Of now course. this just happens to be because my name is Breton.
2: Yeah. You're not narcissistic. It's fine. No, no not at all. Yeah. Uh, and
1: perfect. this is simply a cake that has just a few ingredients. And that is butter, flour, sugar, and an egg. Of course, there's a little bit of baking powder in there. Wow. And then it's a flat, and they often, like, uh, drag the tines of a fork across of it. <gasps> it's made in a tart crust. So that's a really nice other Ooh. buttery cake. Uh, these are, I have a couple things that we'll talk about after your story. Okay. About things that you can make with butter. Because okay. Because the options are, folks, they're Ooh. limitless. Freaking limitless. Zara, I want to hear. Okay, so I have an interesting story
2: <clears throat> today, and I got—I have to give props. I don't do this often enough. I love my props. research came from a book called *Butter: A Rich History* by Elaine uh, Krashkova. I and love that also from Munchies did a great article by a guy named Matthew Zoras. So. Oh, but she wrote this you, really Matthew. cool book, and I read a lot of excerpts from it, and it's a really interesting book about thank butter. Thank you
1: for doing all the work while we make yes.
2: all the fame off of thank it. Thank you. I spent a couple of hours on the internet, and uh, now I have a famous podcast about yeah. <laughs> butter, about the buttercast.
1: Uh, have the Bugatti drawn up front. I'm yeah, <laughs> drawing me a
2: bath. Um, okay, so you already gave a bunch of history about butter, so I'm just going to talk about... This woman who invented, which, okay, did you ever see this? There was a movie called Butter that came out maybe, like, I don't know, eight to ten years ago, and it was about butter sculpting competitions. Jennifer Garner was in it. It's pretty funny. I've never seen it It's very before. odd. It's kind of like a dark comedy. Um, I really, like, I thought it was funny. And so yesterday when I was researching my topic, I'm like, what should I pick? And I decided to focus on butter sculpting, mm-hmm. which and is
1: again another very important part of.
2: It's an amazing now. It's like this like fringe, but yet really cool cult kind of like following thing that happens largely in the middle of the country. Um, and butter sculptures. Where they have less to do. Yeah, they're like, well, yes, the <laughs> fail's already pound Sorry, you they know, have less drugs and alcohol. There, we well, have a <laughs> lot of less. Uh, you know, I just realized we have a lot of <laughs> listeners in Georgia. No offense, Georgia, if you're. Uh, Georgia country. I'm from the middle of the country. Yeah. Who am I to judge? I'm from fucking Long Island where Joey Butafouco is also from, so I definitely have no reason to <laughs> Joey insult anyone else. You're
1: basically Joey Butafuca's like fourth cousin. Yeah.
2: If I was in a movie, <laughs> Joey Butafoco would play me. Yeah. Um so <laughs> the woman who invented butter sculpting in America was this incredible artist. She from a very early age started making like it was it's been said that she started making like uh sculptures in the mud she mm-hmm. just was like a natural born artist so she started doing like as a little kid just wanted to create mud sculpting mm-hmm. sculpting with like random things around the house and she's the first woman who's like known to sculpt butter her name was caroline caroline shaw brooks um caroline shaw brooks. she was uh she was born in the late 1800s and she became dubbed eventually as the butter woman Um, Butter sculpting had its roots in the Renaissance and also in Tibetan Buddhism where they would use none other than everyone's favorite yak butter mixed with flour and pigment and would make it into like intricate scenes and mandalas uh, that they called Torma's. But in 1867, Caroline created her first butter sculpture um, and she did it because the farm that she had with her husband was failing and they needed to somehow make money. And at the time, people would like sell butter and women started making like more like they would do these like a relief kind of prints on the butter, like kind of like little cute like hotel butters like you were just talking about. Oh yeah, we'll talk about that They would make them like pretty like little florets and stuff like that. So she was like, I'm going to make a sculpture out of butter. I love making art. And this is a great medium. She, like, always said that she liked it better than clay because it didn't dry out and it was more malleable. Her
1: butter, so was, she, better cl-
2: her butter was, better was better with better clay. Her butter was better with clay. better butter. So the farm was, um, the farm that she owned, the cotton crop failed. And so she needed a different income. So she made this butter sculpture and sold it and saved the farm. Uh, in 1873, she creates a bass relief portrait, which she donated to a church fair, and her husband safely transported it and realized that the way to transport it was using ice. So they like were the ones who kind of, I mean, it seems so obvious to us, but like they made this whole elaborate setup using ice to transport it, and like that's how yeah, she that's... could, it seems obvious, but the, I guess the thing about butter is that, of course, it's going to melt, and they lived in Arkansas, and so melty butter was uh, kind of a serious problem for them. Melty Um, butter. Yeah. So she kept making like all these like really amazing things. Um, People were commissioning her to make like gorgeous things of like all these like old dignitaries. And she was getting really, really popular. Um, So she ended up doing something for the World's Fair. And uh, she was in the female tent. And they're like, oh, why don't you come into the regular tent? You know, you don't have to just be like with the females. And at the time, nobody believed her that she was really making these. So part of the kind of crazy story of this woman is that she was like this amazing artist. And yet everyone at the time in the late 1800s and early like Mm -hmm. turn of the century was like, Oh, this couldn't possibly be your work. You're having a man do it for you. And you're just saying that it's you. So at the, at the uh, world's fair, she came out and did it openly so that everyone could see that she was actually doing the work herself. Um, but it's pretty crazy, because no, I mean, can you imagine just like no one believing you? You're like just because you're a woman, like a woman couldn't possibly sculpt butter. And at the time, there was a lot of women who started to emerge on the feet. Like it was mostly female. It was like all these women who were doing this work, like in butter, and people weren't believing them. And they then called her a hack, Carolyn,
1: because. Carolyn, you butter hack.
2: They called her a butter hack because She's she like, didn't use hack. clay. Like, why would she, why is she using butter? She's like, well, because I don't have a ton of money. So she saved up all her money for making these butter sculptures, eventually got to like afford making things in stone and clay and went How... on to be like a famous, like wonderful artist. That's L- really, yeah, kept a gorgeous studio. She became a Republican socialite, moved to Washington, D.C. Um, then eventually moved to San Francisco, lived out her later years. She had, she kept a gorgeous studio in St. Louis and kind of people don't really know that much about like the, like end of her life. She kind of just spent it as a recluse making art, but she's widely revered as not only a centennial butter sculptress, but also as a really prominent feminist pioneer and artist.
1: Very all from butter, all from butter because butter was well more available and just a better Medium. Yeah.
2: And now there's like these these state fairs that go on. People are sculpting butter things of like the most wildly elaborate things you've ever seen. That's... There was one that I saw that was like this giant cow that was a life-size cow with like a little boy standing in front of it. And every little muscle is detailed. I mean, these people are doing like really incredible yeah, sculptural work. Wonderful. Which as a medium today is certainly not as, uh, you know... You don't see it as much in our society as you do other kinds of. You know what I mean? Like people aren't doing a lot of like.
1: I haven't heard a lot of fine fine butter sculpture. sculpture. Well, no, I just mean sculpture
2: in general, right? Like at this should time. We get, instead of
1: the ice luge, should we get a butter penis luge? Oh my god! There we go.
2: Is that the new thing? Yeah, it's the new a thing. A butter luge?
1: A butter luge. Please, yeah.
2: if you're a butter sculptor out there, please holler at us. Yeah, yeah. But this kind of ties into our story hot, last we'll week. We'll
1: throw hot buttered uh, <laughs> rum.
2: Do you throw hot rum down hot and hot then it melts and, the, and, it and it melts. the butter comes into your mouth? No pun intended. That's a fucking party.
1: Yeah. Um, We're going to talk about hot buttered rum in this Fucking
2: Copyright, <laughs> Bretton and Zara, Life's Banquet, yeah. hot buttered cum. You heard it here. Rum, Rum. I meant.
1: You've heard about it here first, so
2: I thought this was. Well, it's not like a very lengthy story. I thought it was a cool story. I tried to pick something that wasn't too long because I know we had a lot to talk about about it Of butter. course, yeah. Um, I mean, it's,
1: we have at least this. But this podcast is four hours long. I know. Body.
2: I feel like we might need to make it a two-parter. But I did want to say it reminded me of our story last week and that like women in general still, but especially as you go back, it gets worse and worse of just not being able to even be taken seriously. And it's like, I'm just doing my thing. I'm either a good cook. Accept it. Yeah, I'm a good cook. I, accept, I invented chocolate chip cookies because I have a brain. Yeah. Yes. I'm a sculptor. Believe it or not, women can, you know, uh-huh. so take
1: that Harvey Weinstein. Yeah, that's right. Put that in your butter... Put that in your... Ball. Exactly. He is a butterball. So that is really interesting. I just... I didn't know a lot about uh, butter sculpture. Mm -hmm. Uh, I did happen to pick up a book that was sitting up on top of my cookbook collection which was about some little butter sculptures you could do oh really and i didn't an experiment with it because i didn't have any money for butter yeah <laughs> go figure um <laughs> you just you're like well, i didn't yeah.
2: eat it all so there's nothing yeah. left to i stop had to with. get some
1: crisco and put some yellow food coloring in it <laughs> It's butter i swear <laughs> uh that's what they used to do so uh butter now butter. should we talk about some of our favorite things to do with butter yes besides the obvious
2: this just reminds me of, like, did you ever see that episode of Seinfeld when um, Kramer, uh, when Kramer, no, Newman wanted to eat Kramer and he pictured him as a turkey because he was basting yes. himself in butter in the in hot butter. tub and then he's, like, pictured him as a turkey and then he bit him and ate him? That's now, kind of what I'm picturing you as.
1: A couple really, uh, first of all, I want to talk about the best butter that you can buy right now. Ever, I think right now my favorite butter On the is Kerrygold. Carigold. Now, Kerrygold is an Irish butter, and they definitely are pretty much in every single Trader Joe's across the country. So mm-hmm. you can uh, it's, you know, and I think when people say, oh, it seems a little expensive. I it's not that much more expensive. And it is Worth if you're going penny. to consume that much fat, please make it. It's grass fed mm-hmm. dairy. Uh, yeah. So they say. And it is delicious. And it has a chemical compound that is occurs naturally in their cream because of the the grass-fed cows cla well yes conjugated linoleic acid which is we talked about this that's a naturally occurring compound that actually helps you fight that helps you burn more fat with fat kind of ironic yeah. right and so also a movement in the ketogenic world and in the dietitian world is to actually have a lot of butter that's why i drink the butter coffee mm. it turns out somehow magically you lose weight because wow. your body uses fat as a fuel our brains are composed of fat so our you know our brains need that fuel to yeah. make them function properly on all eight cylinders or actually i have 12 most people have eight you have four extra cylinders it, yeah it's, it's a, did you
2: get it from eating so much butter
1: i did yeah it's true yeah but it, let me tell you when something goes wrong it's real hard to fix <laughs> so uh uh butter and, and we, so carry gold's a really really good one yeah uh i'm from wisconsin no Yes, I've said that before, Stop and I'll say it. it again. And Lando Lakes is uh, there. I don't know what their dairy practices are. I'm sure it's not I'm sure that great. I'm sure they're but amazing, but they always kind of win practice uh, win competitions for, you know, having really nice butter or for the price. Um, really, I, and then there's that there's the situation. Do I use unsalted butter or salted butter? Now that is a preference, and you will hear different opinions from different famous chefs uh, talking about what they prefer. I always use salted butter. I re- even in sweet things I use salted butter, and that's just the way I am. Now, yeah,
2: I always use salted. Butter. Now, here's I the don't thing. like when I read recipes and like don't use salted butter. I feel like it scares cooks away from just trusting their instincts. And also, I don't really think that butter makes any salted butter makes anything that much more salty. That's my honest opinion. It's
1: that's a very true honest opinion. It's just like spoken from really.
2: Butter. And then you're like at home. You're like, oh, I don't have non salted butter for my cookies. I need to run out. I wouldn't want to make it too salty. Oh, I'm making this like sauce, and if I had salted. I'm sorry. I've never tasted any butter that is so salty that it's going to have a negative effect on what you're cooking. Exactly. Opinion.
1: Now, one of my other favorite little kind of no-brainer things to keep in the fridge, especially around the holidays as we come up uh, closer to like having guests over and dinner parties and holiday parties, is having, uh, I guess what we would call it, like an infused butter. Mm -hmm.
2: Compound butter, if you will. A
1: compound butter. Infused butter, whatever you wanted, a flavored butter. Mm-hmm. So basically, a flavored butter. butter. A compound butter. A compound Just means kidding. you're compounding things together. Mm-hmm. In this case, some herbs. And there's the classic d' Hotel butter, right? Put it so on. Remember back in this back in the 60s when I wasn't born yet, 70s, 80s, you would get a steak, and there you would come out of the come out of the you know on a nice hot plate, maybe a sizzler platter, mm, and there sizzler platter, and it would get up a pretty nice raw chunk of butter that was studded with uh. parsley and perhaps some Worcestershire you're sauce. Drooling. I am. Anyway, and I love maitre d Hotel butter, which is really simple to make. You take some delicious Kerrygold butter and you mix whatever you want into it. Something Chopped garlic, some shallots, some parsley, all three of those things, none of those things, some thyme, some rosemary, neither some thyme, maybe some sage. You know, you can... Black c- pepper, anchovies. Black pepper, anchovies. You know, I... My classic go-to hotel butter is parsley, garlic... A tiny bit of shallot, some an anchovy, mm. and then and lemon juice, mm. and a touch a tiny, little bit of lemon juice, and that's it. And then you spoon it. You know, you get it to room temperature. You stir it around. I take mine. I spoon it out. I roll it into some parchment paper, and I roll it into like a nice little log, and on nice butter log. Yeah. How thick is the
2: log usually? I like a nice
1: girth. I like to make sure it fits into my palm of my hand. Uh huh and anyway you put that back in the fridge and then when you get a steak Mm. or a piece of chicken or some bread or a mushroom like you name it or a scoop of ice cream or your fingertips (laughs) or someone else's tips yeah (laughs) another tip a cracker and you put that compound butter and you know you can let that sit the whole month
0: Mm -hmm. and it just gets better
1: yeah that's a great
2: tip i love it speaking of tips speaking of tips so
1: what's your tip on butter Well,
2: put it in everything. I really like. Aside from Kerrygold, talking about Trader Joe's, Trader Joe's makes its own brand of cultured butter that comes in kind of that the, half it's pound. The brick. French,
1: yep, it's the French. Yep, the French. French
2: cultured butter, and it's cents more than the Kerrygold butter, and I think it's really delicious. It cents. Cents, not the smell. It it costs only a few cents more.
1: A few cents more. Yeah. Yes, like the dollar sign.
2: Yes, the dollar sign cent sign more um so i really like that butter um i mean i have a tradition a long-standing tradition of mm-hmm. making wacky butters so yes. at bruising my former restaurant we made our own very delicious sourdough naturally f- uh, fermented sourdough bread mm-hmm. which was incredible um and we always made a different flavored butter depending on the That's time, time right. of the year we were all about loved it so like we would always serve crusty crusty chunky bread you could order a whole loaf you could order whatever it was delicious it was always hot piping hot from the oven and we would serve all kinds of butter so our most popular one i think was coffee butter which is beyond simple to make it's mm-hmm. ground very finely ground coffee tiny pinch of cinnamon and butter and tiny pinch of sugar you can also omit the sugar all together if you're using it in a savory way just a tiny pinch of sugar
1: though. and then you take whatever you have the next day for brunch pancakes mm-hmm. Waffle. You did a fabulous cornmeal pancake. Yeah. But it doesn't matter. Whatever you do. anything, And you put that coffee butter on it.
2: We also used to pick up pastas with it. So like, you know, all the pastas that we always pick up always have butter in them. And so if we would do something like a lamb ragu, we would pick it up with coffee butter and it just gives that a little extra oomph. Love coffee butter. We also used to do a lot of miso butter, which is again very simple, just miso. I think I mentioned last week on the podcast that we had a prep cook who put randomly put bananas in the miso mm-hmm. butter. Wasn't that mad at it? Wouldn't necessarily put it in my recipe. Don't recommend it. Don't recommend <laughs> it. Don't hate it, but don't love it. You no know things. what? I
1: was didn't want to cook the other day. I wanted something really simple. Was trying to eat healthy. Trying to eat healthy, so I had a milkshake, <laughs> a double order of fries, and a burger, and then I was still hungry. No, but I just I actually sautéed some broccoli and then yeah, I. I Put some miso butter in it. Oh, yeah. Not miso- to, I didn't mix. I just Banana or separate. no banana? <laughs> I skipped the plantain, actually. And miso butter with broccoli.
2: Miso butter is great. We did squash butter. Like, anything you have. Like, this blue is
1: cheese butter. Blue you cheese can, butter.
2: Here's the best thing to do, right? But- to have fun with butter. I have think fun with if butter. you have something in your fridge that has a very tiny little bit leftover of something, a little end of like, let's say blue cheese, that's a great thing. Or some roasted Brussels sprouts, maybe like some roasted squash or like a yeah. random spice that you have in your cabinet. And you want to make a fun creative. butter, grab something, whip it into butter. I guarantee it's going to be yeah. going to be good. No you matter a what a nice
1: piece of bread or toast or something or an English muffin. You spread that. I yeah. bet you'll, I bet you'll love that.
2: Yeah. Just like anything.
1: Well, I was actually just talking about because it is the holidays. Yes, uh, we are heading up on. I wanted to tell everybody about a tradition in that a holiday called Saint Nick's Day, which okay. is on December 6th. So if, I don't know if we'll get this published before then, but if not, mm-hmm. let's focus on next year or perhaps today's yes, the we'll, day. We'll put it up before December 6th. And Saint Nick's Day is a uh, in Dutch tradition. Sinterklaas. and Sinter, Sinterklaasen. Ah, evil Santa. And there <laughs> is a tradition where Drunk. it's kind of the Dutch Christmas. <laughs> uh, and so basically he comes on a boat. There's like this whole thing. He was kind of a slave. A boat? It doesn't matter. But St. Nick's Day is a day that my family, it was also Germanic in tradition. We would celebrate it December 6th as kind of like stocking stuffers, kind mm-hmm. of light gifts. Um, anyway, that made me think of on that day, or perhaps this week, serving some hot buttered rum. Now, uh, if the, now hot butter Ooh. rum is actually <laughs> kind of one of those things where it's it is what it is, like yes. it is hot hot rum and, with butter with butter. Like yes, it wasn't. It's not like oh, it's that you know when you mix those two together, it kind of tastes like butter. Like, yeah, no. that's you're gonna legit what some, it is. You're gonna take some butter, and then you're going to add some brown sugar to that. <gasps> And then maybe a little bit of spice, maybe some nutmeg, maybe some cinnamon, you know, kind of up to you. Eek. And then some butter. And you're going to, of course, mix that in on the stove and heat it up. And then you're going to serve hot buttered rum. So basically yeah. that was the bulletproof coffee of cocktail bars that right. actually occurred a long time ago.
2: Yum. That's amazing. Should we make it tomorrow? Yeah. Is it okay it, with Hanukkah stuff?
1: I'm, I'm, I'm bet uh, Hanukkah Harry would love that. I Obviously. <laughs> Hanukkah <laughs> Harry is a big rum fan, from yeah. what I understand. And I would assume that if I were doing... <laughs> Harry. Yeah. If I were Oi, to... ahoy, hey. ahoy. <laughs> it's me. Hanukkah Harry. Where's but, the rum butter? Where's the rum butter? And if I were to do this rum butter these days, <laughs> one <laughs> bottle of champagne later, uh, I would use my little Cuisinart stick, my uh, blend stick. Yeah, smart. Because I think it should be emulsified. Yes. I mean, I don't mind having that little ring of, like, fat that goes yeah. around your lips and then you kiss of somebody. Yeah, exactly. It and proves you that like you're passionate. And then you, like, I don't push care. them down on the couch and make out with them.
2: I don't care that yeah. there's still rum and butter yeah. on my lips.
1: Your best friend's girlfriend and you take her and... In- oh, so wait. <laughs> oh, uh, hey. Sorry, it's a holiday party, right? <laughs> and we're back with <laughs> <And> then, the <laughs> um butter episode. And then she starts screaming and Christmas is ruined and the tree... Yeah. <laughs> tree lights on fire. Now, I wanted to talk to everybody. If I'm not talking too much, may I? Judges? It is your podcast. (laughs) Judges? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I wanted to tell everybody about the holidays, and there can be a lot of feelings. And We talked about this last week, Mm -hmm. and I thought about it, Uh, and so I was over a bridge. I was about to jump off, and I changed my mind. Okay, I didn't. I shouldn't joke about that, but what I was saying is we have a choice, right? Uh, Is that we... (laughs) It's really funny. Yeah. Uh, Is that, no, that holidays can be really hard, and I think... And they are like, sometimes I almost feel that I don't want to, I'm like, I'm going to have a fabulous holiday and something creeps in. Yeah. That like memories, nostalgia, uh, yeah. getting older, all kinds of things that can happen. And I simply told myself this holiday, I was like, you know what? That's, those are perfectly normal feelings. And, uh, I'm just going to simply my cure this year, which sounds really simple and probably kind of, uh, I don't know, a little too simple is to look at the stripes of the candy cane Uh... And remember that like that is actually the red and white stripes is like that's all you got to look at. (laughs) <laughs> oh my god so i'll be like the therapist like uh, i'm
2: like Bretton, what are you doing again staring at that candy cane? and i like, like actually turns out that
1: i'm like in bed staring must stare at candy.
2: <laughs> hey Bretton. um no big deal but you have been in your bed for about seven days now staring at a candy cane so it turns can-, that- can i help <laughs> like, you are you
1: depressed like no i'm really happy <laughs> no
2: look
0: at this
1: candy cane it's beautiful i've named it herbert candy gets <laughs> and
2: everything candy cane i was
1: like you know what I can react to all this, but, like, at the end of the day, the holidays are meant to be about celebrating what is in front of us, which is our friends and our family, and to remember, like you said, you had your thing where you remembered a past tragedy that you had. Yeah. And, of course, there's people that are no longer with us, loved ones. My grandpa, his birthday was on Christmas Eve, and we always made spaghetti and meatballs on Christmas Eve with garlic butter, garlic.
2: Garlic bread. Garlic bread with lots of butter. Right, yeah. and he. <laughs>
1: when I think of Christmas, I think of garlic bread,er gar- garlic garlic bread, bread and spaghetti meatballs, which that's is kind of awesome. not traditional American, but it's awesome. That's what I think of. And I'm, yeah, he's no longer with us, but guess what? I do everything every Christmas Eve. I still make my. You fric- do? Oh yeah, that's. I, cute. I've done it for many years. I, I go don't... to gym some in the morning, and then I have spaghetti meatballs at night.
2: That's so awesome. I'm going. We go to Bonti's every year, but we'll order um, spaghetti yeah, meatballs yeah, yeah, yeah. this year to. Think about, your anyway, grandpa. Holidays
1: are coming up. By They're the time you listen to this, it'll be Saint Nick's day, and we will be in full force. Yeah, with lots of butter. and
2: Santa will games. be at your door. He will have Santa Claus and will have ridden his ghost boat to your door, demanding money and gold. Yeah, that's can- what he does, right? The legend candy, says. Can-
1: candy cane butter.
2: can Ooh, candy, candy cane, cane butter. butter. Wow, that actually does sound good. But like if you use peppermint oil and a little bit of sugar.
1: I used to do a, a chocolate cake roll with crushed candy canes. Oh my god! And You're peppermint a oil.
2: crazed person. That sounds delicious. Oh, when I had more, when Not I had more cook. time. <laughs> Guys, Brenton is the best cook. I said this I earlier this episode. That. Yeah, you should. Um, it's yeah. a lot of work to cook. You know what? No shit. It's crazy. I love it though. Like I always t- like will cook things and I'm like, what am I doing this for? You are wild. And then I was like, you like doing this. This is what you like to do. Like tomorrow I'm having a Hanukkah party and I'm like, why am I doing this? Does anyone even want to come? Why am I always cooking for everyone? Like, do people think I'm stupid because I'm cooking all the time? My negative friends, negative voice. Sorry. You're (laughs) stupid for cooking all the time. You dumb jerky, ugly why would wooden... you even
1: bring that horseradish failed butter sauce over to Zars?
2: exactly Eat. oh, ugh. but then I'm like, I, you love doing like this is the thing that I love to do, and it brings me joy to make things and, exactly and, and it,
1: hopefully if you're listening to this all th- th- yap through our stories about butter and yeah and crushed peppermint candies is that you also love food and history because for us, I think food is history and it is about the, it's not yeah. just about the meal. You know, it's of course what happens around it. Thinking about
2: like the other people that have made these things and, and just kind of in reference to what you were saying about the holidays and it being slightly sad, but also like joyful. I feel like what you're saying about your grandpa, it's bo- it's so bittersweet, right? It's like, you're carrying yeah. on in his footsteps you're doing thing but you remember in a fond and sad way probably being a kid and like having that for the first time and it's like so great that you had the memory but it's also so like painful to know like that you're so those times are past and exactly. then how do you create your own traditions and
1: you know i think giving is something that we can do i yeah. mean obviously this holiday is kind of about giving but really when like bake a box of Make a box of cookies. Remember when I told you about the tins? I went to thrift shopping yeah. in Long Island. And I oh, found yeah. some old tins. You for did a dollar a piece. See, one of them has like blazing candles on it. Should go to Island Thrift. Uh, yeah, I didn't find anything there. Yeah, it can be tough. But uh, it was. But I liked it. Where did you it.
2: find the most stuff? Uh,
1: my Unique Thrift Stores. Where's that? Uh, my Unique Thrift Stores is a chain of thrift stores across New Jersey and Long Island. Oh, there. How be do one. I not know? I'll tell you all about it. But I found some fabulous tins, and I thought, you know, why don't I make some cookies? Well, I mean, it's kind of weird if I was on the train and some stranger was like, hey, you want my cookie? Yeah. I would assume it was either like... Poison a, cookie. A poison cookie or a mushroom cookie or a pot cookie. Yeah. You could make pot cookies and hand them out with like letting people know like, yeah. hey, this is an edible cookie. Uh, but yeah, I think just perhaps maybe a better thing is go to like your favorite bartender or a yes. restaurant that you frequent and you see some of the staff. Or, or know,
2: just... a home I'm sorry to cut you off But like Or someone who doesn't have a home Who maybe like lives yes. Who's
1: near your home Like I have a, a
2: guy Who pr- I particularly i I know him Because he's always On the same spot And like each week I buy him an apple And um, Some Chinese food Because whatever That's nope. incredible Yeah right? But you know So maybe this year If you have like Your guy Or your woman My guy
1: in my corner There's a guy in my coaches. corner And he likes a cocktail And he puts out a mug oh, And I love to make cocktails That's awesome And I was like You know what I'm gonna try this new cocktail recipe. And he's like, hey, come buy it with a cocktail. I was like, hey, listen, the guy is so nice. He says, never ask for money. He says, good morning, good afternoon. And he has wonderful manners. And for whatever reason, he's decided to be outside. Yeah. And all I know is the guy probably wants a drink just like I do. Sure. Share a little joy of some kind. Share the joy.
2: Uh, Yeah. But also like, just take good care of yourselves mentally. Mm -hmm. Um, And as we've heard, eating a lot of butter can help that. And I guess I would like to ask you what your top three butter things are let's leave this broad like your butter focus. so like a okay. dish you can't have without with where butter is kind of well, the central I, thing
1: i'm gonna start with my number one which is a croissant and Ugh. i think i've mentioned this before but it's the pretzel croissant from city bakery oh in God. manhattan i've mentioned this before but i'll mention it today this is not including the queen amon that i've already talked about from okay. montreal because that mm-hmm. place is called queen amon you can google it it's uh, there uh and then my next Favorite thing that involves butter, I would probably just say you know what brown butter, Ugh. like a brown delicious. butter sage Best. sauce is one magic because you just you need brown butter is where you actually take the butter and you sauté it, bring it up in heat and it boils and then it mm-hmm. the 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 milk forms gets caramelized basically yeah. and then makes the butter have a delicious
2: delicious flavor delicious (laughs) wonderful right yes what's number one
1: and okay so that's number one number two and then of course i mean i'd be a fool if i didn't say a swiss meringue buttercream
2: oh that's so good
1: swiss meringue buttercream is great (gasps) to have around the holidays around the cake because around the cake around your fingertips around your
2: anything you can put it on any substance yes. in life
1: any object swiss meringue buttercream is a but, is a classic one of the classic recipes for buttercream which involves tempering and heating up some egg whites and some sugar and whipping that and then you fold in some butter and it forms the most luxurious satiny textured glamour a frosting icing coating it's the best that holds its shape Packed with flavor, yeah, and soothes the tongue upon swallowing. Ah, uh, so good. Oh, yeah, drool cast. No. Oh, strange. okay. No. Three things.
2: Okay, my top three. Um, my number three, I guess I would say, um, I'm gonna say like a franchise sauce, which is a lemon butter wine sauce, mm-hmm. and it's like really heavy on the butter. But I will add into that that just, like, butter is the way – whenever you go to a restaurant and you have, like, a really great pasta – and I don't want to say whenever because, of course, there are ways to emulsify a pasta sauce without butter and using the natural starches, you know, if you make a cacio e pepe or something – However. I'd say ninety percent of the time you're at a restaurant, you have a luxurious pasta and you're like, What is with this? How do they get this sauce I know so you, I creamy and there's, where there's no going. creamy and it's like glossy and glazy, it's because oh. butter. And so specifically like a franchise that has that like lemony wine, like rich, umptuous oh. you're mounting you're mounting the butter. Now, mounting is not just for <laughs> dogs yeah, having right. sex, people. Or it's humans. Or humans or rabbits. It's for it's a way of kind of like Lay- like mount like literally mounting. You're building your sauce by emulsifying
1: yes. butter and you know, a liquid. And basically how I could demonstrate this or how we could demonstrate this by talking on the podcast is when you you know, when you swirl mm-hmm. a pan sauce, you you know, you saute your chicken breast or your thigh, whatever it is, you know, like a mushroom, whatever, and you have that leftover. Uh, schnazzle at the bottom of the mm-hmm. you know oh, the a, schna- a schnazzle 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 at the bottom of the thing you wang jangle it and you pour some like liquid <laughs> and then you start to swirl the pan and that yeah. naturally agitates the butter to mix with the molecules of water Ugh. forming a suspension which is, all that means is delicious delicious uh, butter
2: love yeah um, my number two thing to have <laughs>
1: We're only at number two. Damn. My number two. Thing I to need have to drink butter. water. <laughs> I need to drink water to replenish my drool.
2: <laughs> um, <laughs> is a hollandaise sauce. Oh my god! How did I not even? S- I mean, a freaking. I'm not someone who eats eggs benedict very often, or like asparagus with hollandaise. But I will oh. tell you, I motherfucking love it. And I, I need to use a curse word in this particular instance because I motherfucking love it. Mother. Yeah. It is. Everything good. It's essentially kind of similar to a a franchise sauce. Thicker. (laughs) It's a butter mayonnaise. It's a warm butter. It's a a buttery mayonnaise. So good. Egg yolks. Love it.
1: Lemon and delicious.
2: And my number one is really simple. And it's, well, okay. I'm going to say like another, sneak another one in there. A roast chicken with anchovy butter or a steak with anchovy butter. I mean, beyond. But my number one favorite thing ever. one favorite thing. Is good
1: bread and butter. I was. Good bread. I was actually going to. Finish with like if desert island food desert
2: island food last meal food bread and butter good bread it doesn't have to be the most high-end bread i love that caputo's italian bread i'm going to tell you a secret my favorite thing is hot bread with cold butter
1: Oh my God, hot bread with cold butter. Like when you go to a crappy oh, Italian
2: yeah. red sauce restaurant and they have that hot Italian bread that comes out with a cloth napkin on top and then they have the cold butter and like the little foil packets and you or cut like it. I like how you have
1: to turn into a Long Island egg. Oh so my God. When you I don't sit know.
2: I'm like, and you got the hot bread and the, and cool, the cool butter. You got cool butter and then foil packets. No, it's delicious. That's like my, that is my jam. That's like heaven on earth. That is true. Heaven and, on earth. And you dunk it in like a little bit of red sauce or like a little vinegar We didn't even on talk it. about
1: buttered popcorn
2: oh Marona
1: mia but that's an obvious yes no well, shit listen if we haven't inspired you with the 1,462 buttered items that we have mentioned yeah. on this podcast today a baked potato a baked potato <gasps> with butter chai butter uh,
0: listen i'm, sorry, I'm was going, so
2: loud
1: that was very drool i'm
2: you, really sorry oh like like the drool <laughs> came know. into my mouth from <laughs> the other side of the cord.
1: listen please email us at life's a banquet show at gmail.com. Yeah. Check us out on Instagram, on Facebook, and again on iTunes and Stitcher. And please rate, review, subscribe. It please. helps us to continue this. We love talking about butter. We love we do. producing more episodes.
2: And visit our Patreon page.
1: That's right. Our um, Patreon page, which helps us actually pay the nominal amount that we Yeah, pay, pay an for, editor, like we can get for of... storage. Right. And that's it. And we will give you more buttered recipes and hand write Butter. We'll even like dip our fingers in butter and like seal the envelope uh-huh, with butter. Exactly. Oh, and, I want to say one more spit. thing I like with butter though. Yes.
2: A freaking delicious baguette sandwich with butter and, butter and ham. I knew you were gonna say that. I mean, I remember learning about that right. when I was in the seventh grade and was taking French class and we like opened our textbooks, which I actually have like this thing for textbooks. I loved them. Like they were so cool to me. Mm-hmm. I wish I had some like old if you're listening out there, big <laughs> textbook, Seven. please mm-hmm. send over some old 7th
1: grade textbook. Paper French box, textbook 877
2: <laughs> um, I loved, I remember when we got to the page, we were reading about what French people eat. And we like learned how to say it, you know. And it was like talking about like jamon et beurre, a sandwich with mm-hmm. beurre et jamon. And um, my French is perfect. I know my pronunciation is on point. But anyway, I remember being so intoxicated by that and going home and making like a butter and ham sandwich. And absolutely divine I felt like changed by that experience. I put butter
1: in my burgers
2: oh absolutely I mean a buttered bun on a burger a buttered bun on a burger
1: the butter the burglar put butter on his bunned burger Bretton Butters buttered burgers <laughs> well listen anything else please send us a yeah. message we will respond to it we love to hear from you yes and please butter away
2: yeah butter that bread hasta la pasta oh <gasps> oh my god spaghetti with butter and cheese
1: okay cheese yeah. okay <laughs> so butter
2: but, 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 Put spaghetti with butter and cheese is so good. Oaxaca pasta. Thank you for listening. Betty Bitter had some butter.
1: Bye.